Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Beer and Banter podcast. Or as I have to call it, a podcast. We well, need to stop interrupting already. I mean, it's like <laughs> five seconds in and you've ruined the whole thing. I was just saying hello to everybody, making sure people knew I was here. Well, we all know you're here, sucking that ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so hopefully we'll have something interesting to talk about. Possibly not. I'm going to talk about customer service or lack of customer service or just customer service being annoying for no real reason. So I have, well, my daughter has a bank account and I needed to speak to them because I'm like in charge of her account because of her age. So first of all, Virgin Money, thank you for closing the branch down in Wick and leaving a two and a half hour journey if you want to actually go to a Virgin Money bank in Inverness. That was not good. And especially why why take the time and rebranding the Clydesdale Bank store in the first place if you just want to go and shut it down. Anyway, because of that, that meant that my daughter could not really use her account because there was no card with it. And therefore it was useless. So I phoned up the Virgin Money people and asked for a card. And I get told, actually, after taking a long time to actually get through to anybody, Monday morning seems to be good, but I tried on the Friday, just on the phone, forever and ever, not getting through to anybody. Anyway, so I asked for a card. What was I told? You have nope. to go to your local branch. Oh. Yeah, sorry, but you've shut down the local branch, Klein. So when your daughter had access to the branch, yeah, she go in and go to the counter and withdraw money? Uh, yeah. And she's not able to do that in the post office? Not without a card. Not without a card, okay. Can you please stop jumping ahead? I'm just I'm just trying to get the facts right. That's all. So when so when when she would go into the Virgin Branch, how would she withdraw money without a card? Well, like anybody else would, with your account number. See, I I would have to go there with her, give them the details, and then I would sign the slip, and that's how they that's how they do it. Do you have I more to say? So. Yes, I do. I've got my hand up. Well, that's just what you never bothered to put it down. <laughs> so, um, who opened up this account for her? I did. Okay. No further when questions. You're you're to blame. Why would you Why would you open up an account without an, without a card? That's just stupid. Because when children are below a certain age, they cannot get a card. So why Why are you asking for a card if she's not allowed it? Because, because she's she now allowed a card. They open up a new account. Because people get older. <laughs> Unless they live in Neverland. So, yeah, that's not true there. So, okay. Anyway, I'm so, fascinated. So, Keep going. So, so here we go. So she has reached an age where she is allowed to have a card with her account, which to me is great because it just makes things so much easier. So, yeah, so they, they, they I phone up, ask for even the people I spoke to 
it didn't really seem to even have much knowledge about who can have a card and who can't have a card. I knew she could have a card because I looked into it before opening the account and opening it for this guy as well. He was a bit older, so he got a card immediately. Um, but anyway, to phone up, Tim. No, I was doing a, a, a mic. Oh, I thought you moment, which worked right. really well on the audio. That'll be perfect for the podcast. Yep. Klein? Um, have you considered joining um, said company's customer service? Because you appear to know more than their staff do. <laughs> uh, I haven't considered it, no. Maybe, maybe a career if, choice for you. If they're listening, I'm, I'm interested for the right price. I think Richard does actually subscribe to this podcast. <laughs> I'm sure he does. <laughs> He's going to make it a, a virgin experience. <laughs> Red letter day. <laughs> <laughs> Free subscription to Beer Battle Podcast <laughs> inside this envelope. <laughs> uh, a sixty pound voucher for two hundred pounds worth of wine or something. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I phone up. The first thing he says, uh, you, know, "You have to go to your branch." So I said, "Well, I'm sorry, but the branch is shut." Um, yeah, I'm sorry, you have to go to your branch. Well. I'm not going to go two and a half hours just to ask them for a card. Um, suddenly, suddenly it was like, oh, let me look into it then. And lo and behold, not long after that was, oh, yeah, I think we can um, get a card actually. Yeah. And it turns out that they managed to order a card, which was received today. And I, it just annoys me that you have to go through this rigmarole you phone up ask for a product just just do it like why do you have to go around in circles with people to just try and get a simple product to get some simple customer service i don't understand it and it annoys me tim i would suggest it's because deep down they don't care oh just just someone else that you, you, they're just they're, you're just a number you, they, you don't care and well I, fi- I would find it hard to get excited about working in the banking sector well on a call in a call center that's but between that's no ex- that's no excuse for for poor customer service but i think it's because maybe they just don't care maybe they don't just care and i i kind of find sometimes people's attitude as well when you speak to them is that just, just by simply asking for a card and them saying, oh, we can't do it. And just the way they say it is like, I'm doing something stupid by asking them to provide a card for an account, which is now viable to have a card. And without, without having a card, it's useless because she can use the card, as Klein rightly pointed out earlier, can be used at the post office, which is just next door, which is also up for sale. So hopefully it'll keep going. But... Fine. Um, so when you called up um, said customer service company, did you have to talk to a computer first? Mm, no, it's just tapping in the your you know okay. option. So they didn't say, please tell us why you were calling today. And you said, because I need a card <laughs> from our daughter. Sorry, we did not understand. <laughs> please tell us why you're calling today. 
I need a bank card for my daughter. You would like to be transferred to our retirement fund, correct? <laughs> you didn't have to go through all that. Exactly how it went. No, it's, not like, it's not like TT. <laughs> See, I would say you actually got pretty good customer service because you actually spoke to a human. You know how difficult that is for most companies. Yeah, well, the thing is, I, I got to speak to two, two humans. Um, but, but do you know what? The customer service would have been fine if they just said, yes, um, let's get this sorted out for you. It's the whole, oh, no, you have to go to your branch. I don't have a branch. It's, you've shut the branch down. That's just kind of irritates me a little bit. And just the way it's said, it's like, why are you phoning us up? Go to your branch. What are you going to say? I'm, I'm really sorry, right? But as you probably know, I have I have a background in customer service. I'm, I work in the customer service industry, albeit kind of geeky stuff. But um, I see what irritates me, having been on the receiving end of this many years ago, is people that blame me for decisions that my company have made. I, like the person that you spoke to didn't shut the branch down, did they? And yet you probably took out your frustrations on that customer service advisor. No, you no. closed the branch, that branch and went down. Well, no, no they didn't. They, no, all because... they're doing is trying to get paid minimum wage, probably to feed their own children, to be able to get their own child a little bank account that they can have five pounds in and go and buy some refreshers now and again. So I think you need to just tone it down, have a bit more respect for these people <laughs> and just, just let, them, let them do their job. You need to you need to zip it because a you don't work in customer service you far from it maybe you used to but now you don't you you just work at telling people what to do and speaking to, internally to BT hobnobs. The the name, the name of our the name of our division is enterprise service. What a load of rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> With a, what what you say all time. Were with them speaking to the, like, uh, oh, you you're the one who shut down the branch, but that it would all that conversation would be avoided if they just said, yeah, we can get your card. It would, I don't know, could have all... Yeah, the thing, yeah, the thing is, when I speak to people who I know are working in a call center or whatnot, I I speak to them politely, and I'm not horrible to them. And I try to be as nice to them as possible, but I, I work in customer service. I but, disagree. Well, I've never called you, so. <laughs> but whenever you speak to me, you're horrible. That's because I like you. <laughs> you heard it here first, people. <laughs> <laughs> um, her tone with me was was offish. It was like, as a customer. It was like, why are you phoning up here to get a card? Because you should be going to your branch. That's how it came across. And the fact is, she claimed that they made that claim. But yet, after I said, okay, well then, well, we'll just have to close the account. Because the account would have been useless otherwise. And pretty much after I said that, it was all of a sudden, they managed to send out a card and, and arrange it. And that's all that needed done. It's, I wasn't asking very much, just asking for a card to reality and a card. You know, Leighton, sorry. But does it make more mean more work for them if they have to like say, all right, we'll, we'll get you a card. 
does it mean more work for them that they have to set up a thing and then say send it to whoever it is i don't really know how it works well it, i think it took them like a minute to do it if, if that it's probably just pressing a button on the computer and they, they are getting paid for it as their job after all so it doesn't matter well i was going to say it doesn't matter how long they take but they probably are targeted on it so they probably got like you know you're allowed yeah. to do a call for five minutes and then yeah. you're gonna be having a, a serious discussion about why you spend so long talking to our precious customers and, and she doesn't have children, I asked her. <laughs> Did she say, do you have child? Do you have a child without, <laughs> without a bank card? Do you know how I feel? I've been in this branch two and a half hours away. It's <laughs> not good. Empathy. Put yourself in my shoes, woman. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my little rant anyway. And even I find with... Like, how do you feel about emails? Because I, when I send an email, I like my email to sound nice. Like, and I hate it when a company replies to one of my emails and doesn't even say, hi, Stephen, or hello, Stephen, hello, Mr. Shearer. Um, here's the info, hope it helps, but that kind of regards, whoever. I don't like it when it's, like I asked for when they were going to get Jubilee clips in. So it's just in capital letters, say dates below, and in red letters, the dates, and that's the email. I just, I don't like that either. Fine. When did Virgin start doing Jubilee clips? I must have missed that. They got their, their hand in many pies. Yeah, clearly. Wow, Jubilee clips. So have, they got, have they got a store I think you'll find that I, that I have veered away from the bank topic. And gone on to emails. Well, so, should that not so, be next week's topic? No, because I don't want to always be talking about it. I'm just asking what your opinion is in emails because from an email, someone could be really nice, but I'm just sending an email. But to me, it's like, oh, that's not a very nice email. I don't like the way they've done that. It just comes across as rude. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I get where you're coming from. But did you get the information that you wanted? The information was there was there in the email already, so you asked the stupid uh, No, the information was there when they replied with see dates below and the dates in red. And it wasn't the information I wanted because it was months and months and months. That's not what I wanted. I wanted maybe next week. <laughs> <laughs> see, I, 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 I'm not a huge fan of emails, texts, etc. the written word in general, because... It, you struggle to convey feeling in email, right? So that, see dates below, might have been, see dates below. Yeah. Haven't yeah. you heard of emojis? Little smiley face. The emojis are not, face. they're not really, they're not really kind of professional in, in emails when you're dealing with businesses. Yeah, but it's BT. They're not, you're not professional anyway. We're, we're down with it. We're down with the kids. And what did you say you don't like emails? See, here's the thing why I do like emails. It's because if I have the misfortune of having to write to you at BT about a problem that I'm having with my uh, Infinity Plus tomorrow service, and you reply and say, see dates below, I've got that. I've got that right in front of me, and I can, I can complain to your, to your manager. This is what he said. I've got it here. Here's the proof. Not always said it on the phone, so there's no proof that... I have proof. I like proof. 
All, all our calls are recorded for quality and training purposes. Yeah, but you might decide not to divulge the call. So me as a customer, um, I, I will use email as a very last resort because um, it's... It's very rare, I think, that you get responses to emails. I think smaller businesses are different, but big companies, and BT is included in here, unfortunately. BT, your kind of your Vodafones, your Virgin Media, etc. You email them at like at support at virgin.com. I'm like, I've never seen a reply to that. Which is wrong. Because you should get a reply. You should, yeah. Cool. I, I I prefer nowadays, and as much as it irritates me, actually, sometimes having to use this channel, I prefer to chat because at least then you get an immediate response. It's like you're talking to somebody, but you're not really talking to somebody. What yeah. I don't like is bot chats. It's like if I'm taking oh. the effort to chat with a company, don't have a robot talking back to me. <laughs> I, I agree. Later. Just on the email front of them not replying, I think it's very rude because I asked two two like restaurants if they wanted to buy my vegetables that I was planting, and they just didn't reply to me. I found <gasps> it very, I found it very rude. And well, what you do then is you get spit on the trust pilot. One yeah. star didn't reply to my emails <laughs> on vegetables. Vegetable pissed emails. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, start um start like sending out like hate tweets. <laughs> do not eat at this premises. I saw mice running out the front door last time I was there. <laughs> oh, what's that? <laughs> Where, what, oh. Which restaurants? Let's name and shame them. Yes. It was the Norseman Hotel at the Wick Place. And yeah. well, who else was it? Why I think not? it was, yes, the Why Not. The why Not. Yeah. They're rubbish on the email front. But the food is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Overpriced, if you ask me. Who's asking you? <laughs> right, that's my that's my morning over. So, is anybody else wanting to? I don't think we've got time for anything else, have we? Talk about well, it's because you were interjecting. <laughs> Go on, T-Bone, you've got something. I I don't. I'm trying to think of something that to talk about. Um, yeah. I'll jump jump to buy jump to buy you some time, Tim. Always, I can, uh, I, I can, I can talk for a little I can talk to you about my trip to Dunoon if you want, but it's not very exciting. Yeah, do it. I don't know. How was that fighting time? <laughs> oh no, I wasn't. I, he came, he came up with an idea then. Do, do you want me to do, do mine? Me? Yeah. Okay. Go. Yes, I think you should, you should do yours. Dream, 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 dream. Okay, that's me done. Nice one. No, I did want to talk about dreams, actually. I was just a nice little uh, nice, nice little prelude for you, a musical prelude. So dreams, right? Let's have a quick show of hands. <clears throat> Let's see. In a week, um, who will remember at least one dream? Okay. Who will remember more than two dreams? I would say so. Okay. More than three? So every couple of days? Later? I think so. Yeah. yeah. More than four? 
dream on. Wow, Leighton is a dreamer. <laughs> so <laughs> for me, um, in a week, not remembering one dream. Right? Yeah, I don't, like I don't know why. <clears throat> um, I obviously do dream, but it's pretty rare that I that I dream and wake up and think, oh, I had a weird dream or I had a dream or something. It's pretty rare that I can remember dreams. Why? Why is it? I don't know. So, um, Steve knows. It's because your life has nothing really interesting going on in it. So your your brain doesn't have anything interesting to to make a dream out of. It's just dull and and maybe happy. You, maybe you're just quite happy, and your brain is, you know, there's, it's very little time for your brain to do anything. It doesn't need to do anything. It's getting a bit lazy. You could be right that it's just yeah that I'm boring, Tim. I was going to go the other way and say that your life is so exciting that <laughs> your brain can't be bothering time remembering things that were fictional and, and never happened. <laughs> it's definitely not exciting. <laughs> so Leighton, give us, give us throw, I was throwing you a bone there, a stick, <laughs> and I, I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so Leighton, give us an insight into, because this is the kind of next thing I wanted to move on to, right, is the types of dreams, right? So let, let, me, let me kind of start. So usually when I dream or when I, when I dream and remember it, they're like really random. So I can't, I can't associate them with anything that's happened, anything I've been thinking about, anybody I've seen. They, they're just like, they're just really random. There will be people in them, obviously, that I know and that I kind of, yeah, have seen, but they will be totally out of context. So I'll like, I'll see, um, I'll see somebody that would never go fishing, um, like completely hates fishing, uh, maybe been out in a boat fishing with me and like clonking fish in the head. They're, they're totally taken out of context. They're just like, yeah, totally random, um, but quite amusing as well. So when I do remember them, I will sometimes will text a person and say, oh, so did you enjoy clonking that fish in the head last night? And they'll be like, what, what are you talking about? I'm like, oh, no, dreaming. <laughs> uh, so, Leighton. Well, yeah, I've had very, um, I, have, I have a wide range of dreams. It's either they're really interesting random, they usually have something to do that's happened within the week. Like I had a dream where, you know, that volcano was erupting. I had a dream that I had to escape the island in a cardboard plane. And I've had boring dreams where I just gone to gone downstairs and, and got a glass of water, and that was the whole dream. Just okay. You sure you didn't actually just go downstairs and get a glass of water? No, it was definitely a dream. But I've also had much more dreams that I think are real, because I swear I drank bleach the other day, or some sort of, I don't know if it was a dream or not. That was your special lemonade. All right. <laughs> Right, Steve, you look like you had something really interesting to me. I did. I just, I'm just surprised that you text Linda so much. <laughs> I do. Uh, my last dream was I'm blocking a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I, and I, it's something that's really, you know, it's quite easy, easily um, diagnosed, if that's the right word. Or it's, it's something in my life that is like stuck and needs to be unclogged. Wow, <laughs> that's the that's the interpretation um, of your dream. That's my interpretation. I also Google's. 
Right. So basically, your life is a turd, and you're trying to you're trying to unblock it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe some of Leighton's bleach would help. <laughs> <laughs> so what were you, Timbo? I can't remember my last dream. That's terrible. Um, oh. No, so I, I'm really, I'm not really on form tonight. You should, um, you should write them down. You should write, yes. them, write them because yeah. that, that's the other, like, that's the other weird thing about the brain as well, right? So I've seen me waking up from a dream and it just been like, boom, like it's just happened and it's real life. And I've got to kind of think, no, hold on, hold on. That, that's not real. It, that's the kind of real world. I'm awake now. But wow, that was a cool dream. Can't wait to tell Denise about it. And then like 10 minutes later, I'm like, what was that dream about? I'm like, I can, yeah, I think so-and-so was in it. But the rest of it is just like, oh, it's just gone. Like, is that just me or is that everybody? No, no, I have that experience as well, where it's, it's so vivid and then it's like, no, it's gone. Yeah. And it's really annoying because it was such an exciting thing. Yeah. Leighton, you're going to tell us that you remember it's every detail age. for weeks, aren't you? No, I have had, with certain dreams, I can remember them years after they've happened. Like once I was drowning in Titanic with an RC boat of Titanic, really weird. And what about recurring dreams? Because I've, and yeah, very weird with, yeah. Come on, come on. You can't leave us hanging there. Well, they're very long dreams, but basically there's a place, a flood happens, and then I go into a house. I see it's like a nursery house and people are living there. And then I had that same dream another time, but it was in the future. And then I got all these free items, which were really fun. Then I woke up, someone stole them. And it was well. Not, I know I didn't wake up. They, they stole them, and then I woke up, and then I was really sad. Thought I got a free PC, and oh, and yeah. Well, oh, that was. A, do you do you ever have dreams where you kind of you're dreaming about something, and maybe these are kind of nightmarish? So something like bad is happening, but in your dream, you know you're dreaming. So you're like, I know this is not real. I know it's a dream. I just I need to wake up. Does that happen to anyone else? No. Not, just, maybe, no. not recently. Right. I haven't had a nightmare in ages. Steagle. The worst thing I find in, in dreams, a lot of my dreams are about previous um, employment. It's <laughs> <laughs> coming back to me and I hate the dream so much and I don't, yeah, it's just, it's almost like real life, but in a dream. Um, but I hate it in dreams when you're trying to run and you just cannot run. And you, you can you can kind of like really just just feel it in yourself that you just want to, to run and your legs don't do anything. Mm. Like especially if you're trying to run away from something, I just find that really horrible. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was going to come on to these actually kind of paralyzing dreams. Tim, mm. crack on first though. Well, similar to to Steve, but but not about running. Um, but it's in my dreams, it's reading that I'm trying to. I've got to read publicly. And I can't get the words out. Cannot, cannot. Uh. <laughs> and it's horrible. And, and then I do relief and think, thank goodness that was just a dream because it's <laughs> and that is kind of a recurring one that I'll have that that, I'm, that I have to read aloud. But yeah. can it's horrible. Steaks. Is that similar to? Is that just reading from a book? Because I get probably quite frequently ones where I'm maybe doing a talk. And I haven't prepared for it at all. 
and it's just such a horrible feeling that you're going to have to stand up and do this talk on something that you've no idea what you're going to be talking about. Yeah, I'm with, I've definitely, I've definitely had them before. Mm. Leighton? I have a lot of dreams where I feel like my brain is trying to make me feel happy and then just crush me in the end because I get so many dreams where I win loads of money and then I wake up and it's gone. One day, I, I was a ghost. I turned into a ghost. And then there was about a million just gift cards all on the floor. And I picked them up in a big plastic bag. There was cards everywhere. And then I woke up. So these um, these paralyzing dreams, Tim, go on. I, I was, I'm going to subject again. I can remember dreams that I had about 30 years ago. Wow. Um, when we were when we were living in Belfast, I and it was it was a night it was a recurring dream and it was a nightmare. And I still have the not just some of the images but the feelings as well. If, if it comes in, it's amazing what the brain will store and recount. Yeah, but like, and why 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 does it remember them but other ones just like they just vanish? It's, yeah. it's weird. Really strange. Right, Leighton. Have you ever died in a dream? Yes. Well. Um, Yes, I have. Right. And I've, I've been shot and felt like I've been shot, which is very weird as well. I don't really get those where I feel the pain, but I remember we were at Tim's in Orkney and I, we were over sleeping and I kind of went into a, a CCTV camera view where I saw them breaking in. They ran upstairs. I was just lying in bed and they shot me and then it just went black. And then I woke up. Wow. Yeah, right. three times. Steve. So I had a dream where I've been in a firing squad. Not in not not killing somebody, but I've been the target of the bullets. Oh yeah. But what it sometimes makes me think is, do you think when someone dies in their sleep, do they also die in their dream? Like if it was a firing squad and they get shot and they die in their dream, do you, do you think that, that that happens anytime? It could, it might do. It's hard to say know. if it happens or not, but no, I, I do. Know. I do wonder because obviously people die in their sleep. Yeah, yeah. right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring yeah. this to a happy conclusion, right? I've been dying to talk about paralyzing dreams, right, and or nightmares. I've not had these since, like, since I was a boy back at my mom and dad's house with my brother in the bed beside me. But you can get those. Well, this this is my experience anyway. So I can have a nightmare, and I'll be lying there. And I don't know whether my eyes were open or, or my eyes just opened in my dream, but I'm kind of lying there and I can't move and like I can't breathe. And you're like, and you just want someone to come and touch you because they know if they if you someone touches me, I'll be like, I'll be out of it. And you're lying there and you're trying to shout, and you're like, mom, mom, but nothing's coming out. Oh, they're they're horrible. You had them? No. Sneaks. No, but you're shouting mum in your dream. Well, because I was a boy and all like I was trying to shout mum, right. so mum would come through and just like touch me and bring me out of this nightmare. Right. Okay. Mm. Interesting. Mm. Okay, it's just me then. Never, it is um, something that I've, I've heard about that seems to happen to, to people, but I've never experienced it myself. Well, on that happy bombshell, that is dreams. That's very good. Can we get that. some at the end of this? Can we get some doo -doo -doo -doo, like some dreamy music? No. Oh. Do some What's that? Wayne's World, isn't it? Yes, which I think was from Scooby Doo. 
they were. Oh, you, yes, right. New ending. So, I, I've thought of something to talk about. Hey, <laughs> um, but I'll I'll need your your input. So, I am reading a book at the moment called Scotland's Hidden Ways, and it's about um, roads that used to be walked or travelled on, but have fallen into disrepair or into disuse. And uh, it's 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 really interesting to know what's you know what what how people hundreds of years ago how they used to travel sorts, and then it got me to thinking about little quirky things that are around us that we maybe just tend to to walk on by and ignore. For instance, um, at Inverness railway station, when you when you're walking to one of the platforms, there's a a, a monogram on the wall that says SR, and that is for the Sutherland Railway. And I think it came from Goldsby Railway Station and was moved into Inverness. But you just walk past it. Hundreds of people walk past it every day, probably never know. There's also um, the motif of the Highland Railway, which which is in the station again. It's it's part of our history. But how many people notice it or see it or even care? So I was wondering, are there any things, little things that you know from where you live there are nice little gems into the history or into the past that, that are in plain view, but people just don't really see or notice. Go on, Klein. So um, it's maybe not in plain view, right? But, and it's maybe not of any historical significance either, but there is um, just across the bridge in Holkirk, just that goes over the river, there is just around the corner, there is um, one of the Caton stones that makes up the bridge has got a, a carving of a fish on it. See that? See that's that type of thing? That's nice. And to, do you have to go out of your way to try and yeah, see that? You, you, you would not to... see it. You would let, you'd have to get down your hands, not on your hands and knees, but you'd have to go down and, yeah, you'd have to look for it. Yeah, properly look for it. See that? That's, that's exactly the sort of thing. I mean, interesting. Very nice. Stiko, did you have something? He's Googling them. He's cute. No, I'm, I'm looking up so that I can be accurate with what I'm talking about. But also, um, there are so many roads in disrepair, and that's ones that we use every day. So the what I noticed in Thurso that I'd never noticed before, as probably lots of people do, know, do notice it, is the, is the well um, on Manson's Lane, Meadow Well. And it's lit up at night time. It's dark. It's lit up. And it looks really cute. And it's a lovely little, little round building it's in. And I never knew it was there. It's from 1823. Wow. So that's beside Caton's well, home furnitures, isn't it? That's right. It's actually started to be built in 1818. It wasn't finished until 1823 um, when the debt was paid off for construction staff and Canada, whatever. And it's just, to me, it's, it's just a lovely little building as well. It's beautiful. And never knew it was there before don't so just say against the whereabouts in the third show is that um near kithness home furnishers is that the road that you go down to to well the garages as well yeah it goes down to uh, the, if it goes down to Dummett's garage and if you were going to the court as well yeah yeah right so i'm going to have to where third show is Right, so I know where the co-op is. Okay, well, so if, let's if work you're back. on the main street, yes. So up, so if you drive then up the traffic lights, turn right, 
then take your next right. Which which traffic lights are you talking about? Do you know where the bookies is? What's the main traffic let's, lights? Let's let's go from let's go from Cardosi's corner. This is my story. Can I say? Oh, five? sorry, sorry. Well, directions are rubbish, by the way. Cardo no, so if you're in Thurso, okay, so you yeah. you go you go past the first traffic lights at Tesco, drive yes. in over the bridge up to the yes. next traffic lights, turn right. Mm -hmm. So you got arcade travel and the hotel and stuff. Then turn right again, which takes you down to where the garage is, filling station. Yes. So yes. before that, just on the left hand side, pretty much as you turn down. Ah, oh, yes. No, he yeah. but it's nice. That's it's a well. The well, um, and that was to provide water for the population of Thurstow back in the day. I think so. It was certainly for water. Mm, well, 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 indeed. <laughs> hey, hey. Um, another nice little one is when you. What a nice fact that was. <laughs> When you when you come out of Goldsby and you're heading up the A9 word limits, there's the old bridge, um, which is a Thomas Telford bridge. And uh, no, pretty sure it's a Thomas Telford bridge. Anyway, there's the old bridge and it's got a uh, like a standing stone thing, and that was a gathering point for the Sutherland clan, apparently. And it's got some Gaelic writing on it. But that's just something you just drive by, you just drive by. But there's the old bridge, and if you kick off some of the grass that's grown on it, you can see the original. So yeah. that's the kind of thing I like, and and I'm enjoying my book very much. It's quite quite in depth, but it's good. So if you if you come across any other little hidden gems, things that are in plain view or or little quirky things, let me know because I like that sort of thing. The end. Speaks. There's an old uh, nuclear power station as you head out towards Ray. No. Never seen it before. So. <laughs> See, right, a good... I'm sorry. No, no. What are you going to say? Gonna I was say? just going to say a good way of finding little things like that is um, geocaching. Yeah. 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 That's that's a whole other topic, though. It is. Nathan, are you going to speak on something? Well, I, I was. I, I did have a, 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 a topic, but I don't know. I don't have anything to say about the topic. What's the topic? It, it was going to be camping, but I couldn't think. <laughs> Is this, who's arranging camping? <laughs> Let's get started. <laughs> well, I can't think of anything to say about camping. Oh, well, fine. Oh, oh yeah, like, right. Do you, want, do, you want to, do you want to get you rolling? Yes. Keep me rolling, roll. Right. So camping. Um, first off. Uh, what type of tent? Who knows? Come on, like, are you going for are you going for metal poles? Are you going for these new air inflated ones? Are you going for like um, thingy the carbon fiber poles? Do you go for ones that cross over or like they're kind of more like like um, cylindrical? Um, yeah, I mean, what what size a hydrostatic, hydrostatic head? Um, do you use ground sheet or not? Do you buy an extra ground sheet? Let's just go with what tent I have, which is, I think it's fiber. I think it's fiberglass. I think might be poles. Fiberglass poles with that get more cylindrical 
think it's got a ground sheet and then that other sheet on top. Don't know what it's called. It's yeah. lovely, beautiful, perfect. Let's go with that. Okay. So uh, what about sleeping bag? What style of sleeping bag? Do you go for like just normal rectangular? Do you go for a mummy sleeping bag? Um, do you even use a sleeping bag? Single or double? Single mummy. <laughs> <laughs> Whether whether without a pillow. Um, I would probably go with a pillow. A single mummy with a pillow, right? <laughs> a pillow. Do you, do you take your own pillow or do you use a blow up one? Um, oof. Hey, see, see. Oh, I would probably go with a, a, a like a home pillow because I tried a blow up pillow. It's freezing. We did a right. thing at. Okay, yeah. hold hold that thought, right? Because well, sleep sleeping bag is one thing, but what about what do you lie on? Do you take one of those foam roll up mats? Do you take a blow up bed? Do you go all natural and just like lie on the on the on the ground? I don't mind the ground, but doesn't doesn't like air air mattresses take up a bunch of space? No. Oof. Well, they, they do take up a little bit more space, but I mean it, they're so worth it. So the reason that you probably like find the pillow to be cold is because you're lying on the ground. So you're lying on freezing cold ground. When you put an air mattress in, an air bed in, you're then off the ground and then all your body warmth is kind of maintained within that little air cushion. Right. Yeah, I suppose. But you, can you, you can't really use it for a seat either. Well, there was a guy who, did, who used, there was like this foam thing, like thermal foam thing with Bob, but you could fold it up and turn it into a little seat. Just, Which, take, just take a little seat with you. Yeah, I suppose. A little steed, small horse, seat. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what about cooking instruments? What do you use for cooking? Do you take like gas stove? Do you make your own fire? Um, do, you, do you even cook at all? Tim's got some input here. It's not even my thing. Gas, Sorry, gas stove, <laughs> frying pan, lump of lard, sausages, game over. Yes. Get the whole block of lard in there. Oh, that sounds tasty. <laughs> well, it was certainly tasty back in 1999. <laughs> and then the beauty with that is, like, once once it's all gone cold, so, like, in the afternoon, when it's lunchtime, ready-made lunch, just eat the lard with all those, like, pizzas, sausage and bacon. Mm, 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 mm. That is horrible. With a can of salt. I'd like to try the... Like using making your own fire and like if you ever watched the survival programs where they make their own houses out of wood and that looks so much fun. They make houses out of wood. <laughs> what? That, that that looks like a lot of fun. I would like to try that. But you'd have to. Yeah. So here's here's last question for me. I could literally talk for hours on this, right? But that's the last one for me. Um, do you change your clothes when you're camping? Like, do you shower or do you just once you're camping? That's you until you get home. I really don't actually change my clothes at home, so. Okay. <laughs> no, I do change my clothes, obviously, because that's the un un unhygienic, isn't? I I think I think you've dug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, well, uh, we can't leave it there, can we? So talking about digging holes, so <laughs> when you're camping, right, and you need to go, right, so you're, you're not on a campsite, so you don't have, like, a toilet that flushes or anything. 
what do you do? Dig a hole and just, you know. Dig a hole and... Yeah, go from yeah. there. Well, what, so talk us through it. I don't really want to talk us through this. Have, have you ever done it before? I've never done it. It's Oh, um, it's a treat. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, it's my favourite part of camping. Weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> what about fishing? Um, it pales into insignificance. Does it? Yeah, well, talking about pales. <laughs> oh, anyway, yeah. I don't really know what to talk about this subject anymore. Oh. I think we should too. I'll have to come up with something better to talk about in the future. That, that was that was good, but I think with camping you could it could be like Klein's travel segment. It could just go on and on. Yeah, yeah on what what happened on. to your travel Definitely. segment? That is true. I should bring back my travel segment. Where do we actually get to? Were we in the airport? You were, you were in the airport. And didn't we in departures? In. Yeah, I think we might have been. We weren't actually on the plane yet, were we? No. no. Yeah. You just kind of stayed in the airport and lived there. Yeah, terminal. <laughs> That'd be good. <laughs> so, oh no. Um, obviously, we're a, we're a, a tucker down. No. Who wants to be Tucker? Does anybody want to volunteer to be Tucker? I don't mind being Tucker, but if anyone else wants to jump in there and I think you should I think you should be Tucker. Why? Because right. but that means like the whole there's so much of it's just me and Tucker. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> it's all just I'm sure Tim's would be a good. I can do it if you like. That's good. I'll give it a go. Yeah, okay then. Let's go. Right. Three, two, one. Ah, oh, Clary. Just the man I wanted to great British sowing be. What can I do for you, Tucker? I was just wondering when we can do some more pride and prejudice with my new lemon sour. So, new four. New core. New four. Oh, raw. New raw. Got there in the end. Well, I'm sorry to say, Tucker, that I didn't get a part in that play. You didn't get a part? Well, I am all astonishment. Clary, I'll get on to the casting surge protector, give him a piece of my Venetian blind. Oh, I appreciate that, Tucker, but no thank you. I'll get over it. And besides, the taxing is going well just now. Well, I can't stand idly by whilst you suffer. Tell you what. Let me take you out for a meet and greet. Oh, thanks, but I, I don't really fancy meeting anyone today. No, 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 Clarity. Two left feet. Oh, I'm sorry, Tucker, but I do my best to understand you, but you've, you've lost me this time. I can't be much clearer than that, Clary. A bite to eat. Oh, well, that's not a bad idea. I am a little hungry. Great, it's a date. Are you free now? I am, actually. I am pleased to hear that. There's a lovely little cafe up the road. It's my kind of Queen Anne's lace. These bags are full of mixed waste. I will not allow this kind of thing to happen on my shift. Goodness me. The last time I saw coffee grounds in the LDP E6 bin, everyone was still drinking tea. 
Let me get the door for you, Clary. Let's find a Clark Gable for Peekaboo. Can we sit by the window? That's a great idea. What? Think of that. You have a real Taylor Swift for choosing where to sit, Clary. Thanks. Uh, do we order at the counter or do they do table service? They come to the table. Let's look at the tennis shoe and see what we want a video cassette recorder. My treat, remember? Well, thank you. Uh, I'll have the ham and cheese panini and a cappuccino. A man after my own art. You know, I could have sworn I heard Rocky's voice. I hope not, Tucker. I don't want that idiot spoiling my day. Are you ready to order? I recommend the Welsh Rabbit, though it isn't on the menu. I'll be making big changes to the menu, so don't worry. Clary, Tucker, what a surprise for you to find me waiting at your table. I'm gobsmacked. I thought I heard your voice. Why are you working here, Rocky? Work here? What give you that idea? You must learn not to jump to conclusions, Tucker. Rocky, what conclusion should we reach? We come in for something to eat, and you arise to take our order. Is this a little hobby of yours, or am I dreaming? No, it's not a dream, Clary. I'm real. So what are you doing here, Rocky? I'm working undercover. That's obviously obvious. Why? I'm volunteering my help. But really, I'm here to check on the recycling policy here. That's a bit Cape Cod. Aye, but it also makes perfect sense. That's exactly the type of nonsense Rocky would get up to. Well, I don't know what to Adam and Eve. Are you going to take our order then, Rocky? I suppose I'll have to. What do you want? For Clary, it's the Harry Houdini and a regular Bambino. I'll have the chicken youth group and a large croquette. I'm sorry, it's a croquet. Go down again. For Clary, it's the Harry Houdini and a regular Bambino. I'll have the chicken youth group and a large croquet. Ten minutes, if you have time to wait. No problem, Rocky. Who's that phoning me? Hello? Tucker speaking. Well, hello, Schmidt. No, no, no. I'm with Clary having a meet and greet. I wouldn't be interested in that type of thing, Schmidt. Sounds more like a Lawrence thing. Well, if he's with you, why don't you join me and Clary? We're at the pie hole. I'm ever so freshly squeezed. See you boys soon. I thought you might like a glass of water on the house. Did I overhear you talking to Schmidt? Sounds like you did, Rocky. He and Lawrence are on their way. Lawrence? Lawrence? Oh dear. The pie hole is shut to Lawrence. He made quite a scene last time he was here. And I had no choice but to ban him for life. Clary! Tucker! Rocky? Well, I didn't expect to see you here, Rocky. That's put a dampener on things. Come on in, Lawrence. I've never been here before, but I think I'd better go and leave you fellows. But Rocky said he had to ban you because of your saviour. 
Something isn't right about this. What the Galway girl is going on? I'm volunteering on the sly. Get in the lowdown on the recycling policy here. So if you're volunteering, you don't have authority to ban anyone, especially someone who's never been here before. Don't be such a dullard, Clary. A volunteer has more authority than a manager. Maybe it's time to tell the truth, Rocky. What is going on? Have you fallen out with Lawrence? Fallen out? You do amuse me, Tucker. I don't fall out with people I haven't fallen in with. Let me put you all in the picture. Rocky was relieved from his position at the recycling centre. He refused to stop treating his colleagues like garbage, so I had to let him go. Except, of course, that I left of my own volition. I've always wanted to volunteer and seize what goes on with cafe rubbish. It will make me a better person, unlike Lawrence, who has no integrity. So you're volunteering, Rocky. So I let your manager know this. Bit of a waste of their time asking me a, for a reference for the paid job they were offering you. What a great day. I honestly haven't had a better day since seeing Enya in 94. That takes me back, Schmidt. Right back to 1994. Things were good back then. So, let's get all this straight. Rocky, you aren't volunteering? Of course I am. But I get paid at the same time. And Lawrence sacked you? I left. Lawrence couldn't sack a bag of potatoes. Yes, he was fired but only because he refused to change his ways. Poor Quinton is off work because of the distress that Rocky has caused him. Not true. Quinton is off because he had a mental breakdown. Once again, Lawrence, you show your inceptitude, and I am so glad to not have to put up with you anymore. Let's try to work things out, lads. But first of all, where is my food, Rocky? We're still trying to decipher the order. Lawrence, Schmidt, can I order something for you both? My ejection seat? That means treat. Is Tipperary in Ireland? I think so, Schmidt. Why do you ask? That means you can order for him, Tucker. Yes, please. I'm Hank Marvin. And I'm Cliff Richard, Lawrence. But are you hungry? He means he's starving. I don't know what's got into you two today. Talking very cervical smear. Rocky, make that two Harry Houdinis, two chicken youth groups, two regular bambinos and, and two large croquets and make it slap happy. I'm Curtis Yarvin. Okay, that's your lot, folks. Goodbye. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> All right. Bye. Right. <laughs> <laughs>